1: When it comes to national monuments and federal lands, we have seen this go from the Obama administration to the Trump administration, to the Biden administration, it even goes back to the Clinton administration, and how these monuments are being done, how they're being declared. And of course, that creates a lot of uncertainty, which ultimately hurts our local communities. Currently, Utah has a lawsuit uh, in the works against the Biden administration. Last year, of course, President Biden declared Bears Ears a national monument, uh, unilaterally making about three million acres of Utah under the federal control, federal land. Now Utah's suing the Biden administration. So we want to discuss not just the lawsuit and what's happening here in terms of the Biden administration's swing on this thing, but how do we actually fix this uh, and get it done right for the long haul? And to help us do that, Ben Burr, who's the executive director of the Blue Ribbon Coalition, joins us on the line, had a great piece in National Review. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Boyd. So how are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. And let's uh, let's get right down to the, the crux of this. Uh, usually when we say the words Antiquity Act, <laughs> uh, most people glaze over. But give us just a, a snapshot in terms of what presidents of both political parties uh, have done over the years as it relates to the Antiquities Act and particularly how it relates to Utah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Utah has gotten a lot of attention under the Antiquities Act. And we saw President Clinton back in the 90s designated the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. Uh, That monument was millions of acres in size and affected mostly Garfield and Kane counties. Uh, And then in 2016, President Obama declared the Bears Ears National Monument, which designated over a million acres of land to be a national monument in San Juan County. President Trump got in office and he he used his presidential authority to shrink the boundaries of both of those monuments and then President Biden has come in and expanded them. And so you can see you have four different presidents who've looked at this area in Utah and they've and none of them can agree what is the right size for a national monument and that is what is at the heart of the Utah legal challenge to the Biden designations and also to a companion lawsuit that my organization filed yesterday to also challenge these national monument designations. The Antiquities Act says they have to be the smallest area compatible with protecting specific objects on a landscape. And we think that presidents have abused this power. I know that presidential abuse of power has been in the news a lot lately and in the last several years, but we're seeing a new trend in the Supreme Court that the current court is looking to limit what it perceives to be these presidential abuses of power. And we think the Antiquities Act is one of those acts that probably deserves that scrutiny from the court. And that's what I think we and the state of Utah are hoping to see happen with these cases.
1: So as you look at those, uh, I think it's, uh, again, kind of this smallest possible size that's compatible and it's supposed to be for, you know, historic facts and things of antiquity. Uh, having just large swaths of millions of acres uh, doesn't seem to be the smallest size possible uh, to do that. Uh, so I, I know, Ben, in the the suit that you've filed, the Blue Ribbon Coalition, you also have a, uh, a rancher and a miner, uh, members of the Utah Native American community, Uh, Talk about it in terms of standing there. What is it that they're saying, and how is that challenging, again, these broad sweeps or this abuse of the Antiquities Act?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of people, if you hear about a National Monument designation, you're probably going to hear about it in glowing terms by those who support these designations. They get a lot of press coverage, and the public generally likes exploring and, and having experiences on public land. And so when they hear a national monument, they think this is like a national park and this is a great thing. Um, but the reality is, is that these designations really do hurt people. And they change ways of life for people who have traditionally lived in these areas. And And you could still go visit these lands before there was a national monument and have great experiences on them. And what we've found is when they've designated these national monuments, They often have the almost opposite effect of what they intended. And so uh, we have ranchers who are seeing it almost impossible to manage their grazing allotments once a national monument gets declared in an area where they have an allotment. The BLM or the Forest Service or whoever's managing the area imposes a new regulatory system that just makes it hard to build water infrastructure, fences, anything that you need to run a successful cattle operation just becomes a stack of papers a foot tall of rules you have to follow. And it almost just becomes impossible. The same thing goes with those who own mining claims that we have a miner on our complaint, and they've suffered already hundreds of thousands of dollars of damages and trying to comply with the ever-shifting ground beneath their feet and what these monuments mean for them and their operation. And at this point with the Biden um, declaration, they probably won't be able to operate their mining claims, which is a property right. They have a right to do that, and a president came and with the swipe of a pen took that away. That is a problem. Uh, we have a uh, member of the Native American community that is part of our complaint. They have in-holdings within the monument and Interestingly, the Obama proclamation did allow for Native Americans to continue to traditionally use the land and harvest materials off of the land. The Biden proclamation didn't keep that exclusion in there, so they are actually being directly harmed. And so and then my organization, the Blue Ribbon Coalition, we focus on outdoor recreation, access to public land. And so we're looking at our clothes, our roads being closed, our camping areas being closed or changed. Uh, are they putting in limits and reservation systems and all of it? And what we're finding is areas that once were premier backcountry, primitive destinations are now turning into more of the hardened, heavy traffic mm. sites that you'd see in a national park. And so it really ruined the outdoor recreation experience in these areas. And it also turns these areas into a seasonal tourism economy instead of a diversified natural resource-based economy, and so you'll see in our complaint we have a wide range of the common day-to-day Utahns that get affected by a national monument designation, and that's why we filed a separate suit, is the state has a unique interest in these lands, and we are really grateful for the leadership of Attorney General Reyes and Governor Cox in challenging this designation on behalf of the state, but we think we bring a unique perspective to the case. Or to the discussion by having all of these common users of these landscapes that have been affected.
1: Yeah, and I think that's such a, an important thing. that often gets lost in these conversations. Is you know this is not about you know putting an oil rig under Delicate Arch or uh, any of those kinds of things. Often it is hurting those uh, Native Americans who have been and used that land uh, for for generations, or those ranchers, or just that common sense balance of that. Hey, we can. We can protect and preserve all of those things that we should under the Antiquities Act, and we can still have responsible use and, and have people be able to experience all of that as well. And, and getting to that conversation, I think, is the real crucial part of this. And, uh, Ben, we appreciate you joining us. Ben's the executive director of the Blue Ribbon Coalition Again, interesting things going on as it relates to the Biden administration's designation, again, re-expanding Bears Ears and the uh, Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments. This is one that I will complain against Republicans and Democrats alike in terms of presidents doing things with a pen, an executive order. What gets done by executive order gets undone. And the people that get hurt are those people that can afford at least and many of those in our rural communities. Uh, Ben Burr, thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. All right. Again, that's an, an important discussion uh, that I think we have to get to. We can we can do that. It doesn't have to be the extremes of one or the other. Uh, there's a way to do this. Executive order is not the way to do it. Congress needs to get involved and get it done, get it settled once and for all. We'll step aside for one last break. Final thoughts coming up. One more thing after this.